Hey, Emmy, can you say this is dinner for dessert? This is dinner for dessert. Close enough. Hey, Jonesy. Hey, Pop. If you had the choice to get either a million dollars tax-free cash in your bank account right now or have the ability to never need to sleep ever again, which would you choose? This is the most difficult question you've ever asked me. It's a tough one. Yeah, they both have their merits. There's no clear-cut answer for me right now. I'm going to say, oh, man. Million bucks, no taxes, huh? Or I don't have to sleep again. Would I feel weird? No, you'd be completely like, oh, you'd, oh, you'd never be tired, essentially. Like, you could get, like, physically tired, like, if you, you know, lifted heavy weights for a while, but you would never get sleepy or exhausted or, or just feel any negative effects of not sleeping ever again. I think I'd have to go with the not sleeping. I, I don't know if a million's enough to entice me. I like your choice. How about you, Eric? Million bucks. I love sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I like what gets me through a day is the nap I could possibly have later. Okay. Hey, to each their own. Yeah, it's my thing. That's your thing. You like to sleep. I um I think I would go with Jonesy on this one and I would I would never sleep because a million dollars. It's not that much money. It sounds like a lot, but it's not like you can't ever work. Like, Oh, I could retire on a million dollars. You think you could retire on a million dollars? I'll make it work for me. you make it work? It's a lot of Taco Bell for dinner, <laughs> which I guess is okay. <laughs> and? and? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, you could totally make a million work. You just have to move somewhere else. Yeah, if you lived, like you could live in the Poconos. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Anywhere secluded, Arkansas. like a cabin in the woods. Don't move to Arkansas, Montana. Please. Arkansas is like Florida. Oh. Florida, but with huge, huge moths. Arkansas was, uh, I mean, if you're from there, I place rules. It's but, a uh, great place. If you're a listener, we love Arkansas. But if we, you're not, uh, We toured the through there and played uh, Pine Bluff. It was rough. It was like the murder capital. It was, it was a rough one. Yeah. Fun times. All right. So, guys, happy spring. It's our first episode in spring. Doesn't really feel like spring yet, though. I can't enjoy it. It's a little cold out there and windy. Yeah, the wind is, is ugh. Yeah, it's, it's been, yucky. Can I? Is that cool to say? I think you could say yucky. I mean, when you're six foot five, <laughs> bearded and tattooed, you could basically say whatever you want. So, so good for you. Um, is spring your favorite season? No. Oh, What's your favorite? I'm an autumn guy autumn. or fall, if you want to be all <laughs> normal. Like the hipsters say, fall. Uh, how about hey, you? Yeah, hands down. That's my fall. Favorite. I like. Uh, I like trees going from colorful to nothing. How yeah. I love Halloween. Yeah. Football season. Like, it's just falls where it's at. I like any weather where I get to wear a hoodie, but I could also take the hoodie off and still be okay. Yeah, see, I like the hoodie shorts combo. Hoodie shorts is the classic. Like hoodie mesh shorts. Like, that's my favorite combo. That's a good one. And if I could do that, I'm, I'm set. How about you, Jonesy? Uh, I, like, uh, I like fall, but I like early fall, like early September. I, I like that weather. I just want to say early September is still summer, but you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, science, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> so you like late summer? 
You like late summer. <laughs> like really late summer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that works. Hey, a rose by any other name st- still has thorns? I don't know. How that, I don't really don't know how that one goes. I don't think I've ever heard it finished. <laughs> yeah, does, is there an end to that quote? It, uh, it, it has thorns? Uh, stinky? I don't know. Um, all right, so here's the thing. Last week, I don't know if you guys remember this. Week was last week was a long time ago, but but we got some feedback uh, from my brother Tom, who said that we should do like a fact check at the end of every episode, or maybe the beginning of the next episode. And we were like, yeah, maybe when we get an intern, because it seems like a lot of work. Yeah, because like I'm never gonna fact check. Yeah, but what we didn't realize because we're stupid is that other people will fact check us for us. <laughs> So our good friend and longtime listener, Rich, Rich Dorney, fact-checked some of our... Fact-checked multiple uh, things. Yeah, and they were all things, I think, that I said. No, no, one actually was a fact-check for you, Jonesy. All right, so the first one was Jonesy was talking... We were talking about um, TV shows or movies or types of entertainment from back in the day that had things that are considered offensive now but weren't offensive back then. And Jonesy, you mentioned Pepe Le Pew cartoons have been kind of pulled from the air because it implied that French people stunk. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, that is not the reason it got pulled. It got pulled because Pepe Le Pew was kind of rapey. I mean, there's also that. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's more of a big deal. If you really, if you put them together and you you compare them, I think the the rapey vibe is is worse. That one wins out in the tournament. Yeah. I just got to, I want to fact check the fact check (laughs) because uh, I went on Snopes, the the official uh, fact checker uh, website of Dinner for Dessert. And it turns out that no Looney Tunes character has ever been banned aside from Speedy Gonzalez, who is actually back on TV as of 2003. Oh, well, that kind of knocks the wind out of our sails. I wish I had uh, gun sounds. Pew, pew. (laughs) That was that was that right there. That was it. There are there are individual episodes that have been banned and there's 11 of those. But aside from those, no character has been banned. Oh, so you like you legit went and did a fact check. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, but the 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 censored 11 is a a very famous thing. What's the censored 11? There's uh, 10 Merry Melodies and one Looney Tunes cartoon. That are all have to do with uh, World War Two, and they're like super, super offensive to Japanese people, uh, Germans, Italians. Like they go like way over the top. Like you, you can't even watch them anymore. Like they might be on YouTube or some other thing, but Italians are like one of those uh, races where you're where you're allowed to make fun of Italians and no one gets mad. <laughs> I feel like think that's about true. it, right? Yeah. Like you could be like it's a me Mario, and I'm like yeah yeah. Stereotype. I feel like that goes for the Irish as well. The Irish, the Italians, yeah. You could just rip on us, and like nobody, nobody's allowed to get offended. It's a little unfair. I'm just saying it. Yeah. You know, that's how the cookie crumbles. That's it. It's how the meatball rolls. I don't know. What do Italians eat? I don't know. <laughs> There's also like that group of people that protested the Sopranos a while ago, right? Like yeah. they were like, oh, yeah. like that's a bad stereotype for us. But I'm like. I don't. Is it really? I don't mind. I guess I don't mind it. Like you got a crap load of money. You live in you know Jersey somewhere. Like that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, Except the Jersey got, thing. Yeah. You got it a little, you know, dubiously, but whatever. That's true. That's true. So uh, I messed up uh, one of my facts. Also, we were talking about in the same topic. We were talking about stereotypes and offensive things, and I said 
that there was a white guy that played an Asian guy and was like super stereotypical, like very offensive in his um, in his in his acting of it. Uh, and I said, uh, 16 Candles was the movie. I was way off. It was <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's, which is like 30 years <laughs> yeah. before 16 Candles came out. So I was off by like three decades. So my bad. You're forgiven. Do you know, getting back to that offensive thing from back in the day, there was one movie, a Disney movie called Songs from the South that was released and it was like so super offensive and racist that they pulled it like immediately and shelved it and no one is allowed to play it ever. It's like the lost tapes. No, no, but, no it, that's not right. They, that came out in like the 60s and they banned it in like the mid 80s. Just stop fact checking me. <laughs> Let it go. I had it on VHS. Did you really? Yeah, that's where the song Zippity Doodah comes from. That's a great song though. Yeah, that comes from that movie. And it's and it, it was it was uh, like out in the open for 20 years? For like 30 years, yeah. Oh, well, there goes my story. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn was, it, Jones. Stop knowing you things. You just got live fact-checked. Wow, <laughs> that's stung. It's the whole story of like Uncle Tom's Cabin and the Br'er Rabbit and all that. Like that's that movie. Oh, was it good? I mean, it was all right. Was it offensive? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's good that it got banned. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that brings us to the feedback <laughs> loop. Feedback <laughs> loop. <laughs> Wow, we're we're professionals. So, uh, all right, this first piece of feedback is actually from uh, one of our listeners and podcast host, Pomp, <laughs> also known as me. So, <laughs> so this this morning, um, so I was working from home today, and I had my headphones in, and I was cleaning up our old playlist. I transferred all the old DFD playlist over uh, to my own personal. And I found one of the playlists called Makeout Songs. <laughs> so we had a playlist called Makeout Songs. We must have, in the, in, a, in the Lost Tapes era of DFD back in like 2015, we must have done an episode on Make It, Making Out. I have no idea what the hell that episode was. but I don't know, but it sounds terrific, and I want to hear the whole playlist. It's really good. So, um, so I was listening to it because I'm like, you know what? It's like 8.30 in the morning, and like Makeout Songs are also good, like, early morning songs absolutely they're just like chill they're good evening chill as yeah. well so i'm listening and it's like all the usual suspects like that song sway i was gonna ask if Bick runger made the made the playlist yeah it was all the ones that you think like wicked game by chris isaac um i'll make love to you by boys to men uh, <laughs> uh like all the goodies right but then uh oh careless whisper oh, was na- on it naturally kiss from a rose <laughs> Right. Yes. So I'm listening to it, and I'm about an hour and a half into it, and out of nowhere, me and my bitch by Notorious <laughs> B- B.I.G. comes on, and I was like, at that exact moment, I realized why I love you guys so much, and why I appreciate you guys. Like only we would put me and my bitch by <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. on a makeout playlist. That's perfect. And like dead seriously. Yeah. Like I don't think we did it ironically. We thought nope. that we think that's a romantic song. So that's my feedback. I just it has nothing to do with the show. I just want to tell you guys that I love you and I appreciate you. And oh thank man, you for, right back at you. And thank you for making such a fantastic playlist. <laughs> if I had to choose odds on who put that song on the playlist, I'm almost positive it was Eric. Oh, for oh, sure. I know it was me. Definitely Eric. <laughs> yeah. It's not Absolutely even a question. Eric. All right, so um, 
we got some feedback from Steve, and he says, going along with what you just said, which is pretty funny, what if you guys did music playlists? I think you could just make the playlist shareable on Spotify. He's not exactly sure how it would work, but something like every so often make a solid playlist of a certain genre, put our favorites in there. Since everyone's always looking for new music anyway, we could help out with that. Now, it's funny that he brings that up the same yeah. time you bring that up because we used to do it for the show. It's like whatever music we would put on an epic, on the Lost Tapes, we used to play a lot of music we'd have known. Yeah, and turns out that it was illegal. Yeah. So we had to cease and desist and had to stop. But we would also make the playlist. So if we did like a, our summer barbecue show, we would put all the songs that we talked about and played during the episode on it so people could go listen to them. I think it's a great idea. We still can do it. We just can't play them on the air, but we can. We can we let can you know, the like, playlist. hey, there's a, a new. We made a synthwave playlist or whatever it may be a new uh a new second date playlist or a third base playlist whatever it is third base playlist <laughs> a specific playlist for only third base during a makeout session you oh my to, god you have to stop and actually get up and go turn it on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on hold on yeah wait wait yeah like once you get to like the fourth base or whatever <laughs> then you're like wait wait we gotta change the playlist this doesn't this doesn't work oh, i done. feel like all the songs would have to be very rhythmic for the third base playlist oh we've gone too far hold on i gotta turn this off we're gonna yeah, go to the next playlist. too far like the second base playlist is more like smooth jazz <laughs> you know third base is, oh, is, G. is tub thumping and bolton i get knocked out by an elephant <laughs> you're never gonna keep me down um i don't know why that would be a third base song but it just feels right i'm with it yeah screw it so steve that's a great idea we don't have a dfd spotify account anymore though so we have to we gotta do that again <laughs> jones is losing it <laughs> which one the tub thumping i don't know which, which guy i don't know what happened i got knocked out by an elephant <laughs> no no i buy an elephant that's the words i got knocked out by, by an, an elephant, elephant. <laughs> you're never gonna keep me down y'all get knocked out by, by an, an elephant, elephant. <laughs> you're never that's how it goes what's next what do we got now? okay so, uh, <laughs> oh so so our good friend nappy who i think still likes me as a person but doesn't <laughs> doesn't respect me at all anymore <laughs> because of how much i like domino's pizza so I was trying to buy a, pe- uh, a TV off of him the other day. You were day. just going to say a pizza. I was going to try to buy a pizza off of him. I was trying to buy a TV off of him the other day, and he, he basically refused selling me the TV <laughs> because I was going to watch Dom- I was going to eat Domino's while I watched it. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't want you... I don't want you watching this TV while eating Domino's. So uh, he, he wouldn't let me buy the TV. Uh, but then I, I tried to like redeem myself. I was like, you know, Nap, I really like, I love you. And I, I hope that, you know, we could bond again and, and repair our friendship. And he said, he's like, you know, I just wish I could unknow the fact that you like Domino's pizza so much and that Eric doesn't like bacon. <laughs> yeah, like these, got- and his exact words were, these two things hurt my soul. <laughs> He got so tight with me when he found out I didn't like bacon. And I said to him, I said, in my defense, I also like good food, like Spumoni Gardens, which is like the best pizza ever. And he goes, no, stop. That makes it worse. (laughs) I'm like, why does it make it worse? He goes, because you... He's like, if you have bad taste, that's like understandable. It's like whatever. But you have good and bad taste. It makes it unforgivable. (laughs) Right? He's like, you know, like, you know what good pizza tastes like and you still like bad pizza. (laughs) Right, and so then he left me with this quote. This is basically how it ended. He goes, "Knowledge is the difference between the life of a fool and the life of a wise man." I was like, "Wow, that was pretty deep." Wow. 
And then I, I was like, well, while I'm at it, I just want to let you know that I also like Taco Bell and Natty Light, the beer. And he goes, those two are okay. He's like, all right, good. All right, I'm good. All right. God, I love you, Nappy. That's so, so perplexing, though, because Domino's isn't that bad. It's delicious. We had it last week after the episode. <laughs> you guys you guys did. Yeah, Eric refused to eat I Domino's. I did not partake. It was so, late in the evening, and it, only bad things could have come from that. This is tr- absolutely serious. Last week, after the episode, B and Jonesy split a medium pie, half pineapple, half regular, and then got cheesy bread, and it was delicious. It was delicious. Yep. It really was. Like I can understand heating on Papa John's or the other one, like the other ones that aren't that good, but Domino's all right. Yeah. And then I, I believe Pomp ate the rest of the cheesy bread for breakfast the following morning. Absolutely, at like seven thirty in the morning, <laughs> I had the cheesy bread at seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> Uh, I'm really healthy. Um, all <laughs> right. Sometimes you got to do it, man. It's acceptable. Well, for sure. So that concludes our feedback for this week. It was pretty light, um, which means that we're perfect and yeah. we're just amazing and that there's nothing bad that we do. So that's great. I mean, except um, for your liking Domino's and me hating bacon. Like that was pretty much the only negatives. Yeah, it's true. And that's like the same feedback for like six weeks in a row. Yeah, so yeah. it's not new. It's just, it's just the continuing. He's just so annoyed at us. Yeah. We really have to find a way to redeem ourselves. I love, I love Nappy too much as a person for him to hate me, me too. this much. Okay. All right. So the next segment is Ask Us Anything. Jones, sing it. You can ask us anything during this segment of the show. There's lots of questions and we have opinions for you, which you may or may not like. <laughs> I was going to say this was going longer than normal. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the uh, abrupt ending there. All right. So so the first question is, uh, again, from one of our longest (laughs) listeners and uh, fellow podcast host, Pomp. (laughs) Um, Eric, what is the worst character from a great TV show? Wow. Oh, man. Worst character from a great TV show. All right. So... I'm going to give two. Um, Walking Dead has to be uh, Rick's wife, Lori. The worst. Was probably the worst, right? Yeah, top five. Uh, what was her name? And and uh, Walter White's wife, Skylar from Breaking Bad. Yeah, second worst. So I feel like those two are top of the food chain on worst characters on great shows. Well played. I, I respect both, both answers. Jonesy, how about you? I'm going to... Also touch on Breaking Bad, but I, I disliked Walt Jr. a lot. <laughs> really? Yeah, just I didn't think he added anything at all to the show. I thought he was pretty good. He was always eating breakfast and bug me. He did eat a lot. <laughs> he ate a lot of breakfast. He ate a lot of he was always eating in that show. That's a good point. But I don't think he was he was a good character. I think his acting was like eh? He wasn't as bad as his mother. No. His acting was like okay, but all like teenage actors are kind of like that, except for like the super exceptional ones, like Macaulay Culkin when he was eight was like a super, like amazing actor. Yeah, like, but also like every kid on shows usually sucks. Like Carl, I thought you were gonna say Carl from Walking Dead. Oh, to Carl honest. too. Yeah, I mean like the kids on um, the kids on like every single show, Homeland, the kids suck. Yeah, it's hard. Ray Donovan, the kids suck. The, oh my God, the, the kids on Ray Donovan, the son. <laughs> Thank God they like they sent him off to the Marines. Oh Christ! Like, that's a, that's proof that the sh- like the showrunners knew that he's like a terrible actor. Like yeah. ah, just write him out of the storyline. Don't kill him. But, like, just the, put him in the, the Marines. The daughter they keep in storyline. She sucks too, though. She's Ray fixes every problem in her life, and like she's still such a dick to him. Yeah, curse. Does that count as a curse? I mean, you cursed before. Did I? What I say? You said the you said the b word. 
Oh, B I T C H. Yeah, I feel like that's on the same. That's on the same level as D I C K. Hey, I'll call those half curses. How about together we each have half a curse? Okay, I'm so, with that. Okay, all right. So you got Walt Junior. I'm gonna say, um, Ted from How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah, <laughs> the main character. Yeah, he's the worst. Um, and I'm gonna say Ross from Friends. Wow, but I get it. He has his moments where he's pretty funny, but he's also very irritating. He's the worst on that show, yeah. But that show actually is. But I like him. Cast, yeah. Because he redeemed himself big time in Kissing a Fool. Great movie, Kissing a Fool. Very underrated. Very underrated movie. Him. Uh, what was his name? Uh, in real life, my name is Earl. No, I know him. That's Jason J- Lee. Jason Lee. Yeah. Ross. What was it? What's his real name? Oh, uh, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer, yeah. David Schwimmer and Jason Lee, movie Kissing a Fool. Go see it if you haven't. It's a goodie. Great rom-com, drom-com, whatever you want to call it. It's a drom-com. I would say Eric is the, uh, you're like an aficionado when it comes to drom-coms. My fave. I also want to add uh, every character from The Big Bang Theory. (laughs) Yes, every single one. I'm going to get myself in the doghouse right now. Don't even say it. Don't do opinion. it. No, Don't I got to do it. I got to be. I got to be honest with our listeners. I enjoy the Big Bang Theory. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something to do that's gonna literally make you hate the show. If you say kill yourself, that's really never. Mean. I would okay. never tell you that. Okay. Watch. Uh, there's videos online. Watch it without the laugh track. Okay. And listen to how awful the jokes and writing are on that show. Okay, I'll do it. I promise you your mind will be changed by next episode. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? You can do whatever you want. You're wrong because the show's (laughs) terrible. So whatever you say doesn't matter. If I do a a laugh trackless viewing of any show with the laugh track, won't I have the same? Absolutely not because writing is better on the other shows. Okay. They're not actual jokes on Big Bang Theory. This is proven. It's not a joke. Okay. I'm going to try it. Try it. All right. It's awful. I hate everyone who watches it. So please change your mind. Wait, so you hate me? As of this moment, yeah. I, I don't hate everyone that watches it. You can you can like what you want to like. I'm just not going to watch it myself. Yeah, I feel that way about every other single thing in the world. Not that show. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm, I thought I was going to get in the doghouse with our listeners, but apparently with my co-host <laughs> as well. Holy jeez. All right. So um, the next question we have do you want to read this one jonesy since it comes from your your lady friend <laughs> so let me explain something real quick like we got the email and it's from therese is that how you pronounce yeah that's how she says okay so jones you know his fiance is it's terry i know where is terry so we got an email from therese stewart and i was like you had no idea that it no, was, I, it was no idea fiance. <laughs> fiance. so i wrote it in in the question like you full spelled out therese the full name it's amazing so, this, so you want to read it, Jonesy, since it's your lady friend? Yeah, my wonderful fiance, Terry, writes in, what's the worst insult that you can give someone without cursing or using offensive stereotypes? Okay, so the first, the first thought I had when I saw this question was something that we invented by accident on tour, which was, uh, I have to give the context first. Absolutely. So the, the phrase would be, someone got burger you got burger like like a hamburger and it's because uh the guitarist in our band whenever we were on the road we would always try to seek out like the 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 thing that you're supposed to try whenever you're in a city so when you, we were in pittsburgh uh there was a place called permani brothers and they oh, make, man they make pastrami sandwiches with yeah. like french fries coleslaw 
They put it all in the sandwich. Four and a half feet tall. It's like quadruple stuffed crazy. And the reason why, like the whole backstory is it was like a big trucker area because of like the steel mills and stuff. And truckers would want the whole meal in a way that they could just eat it with one hand while they're driving. So they would stuff all the sides into the into the sandwich. Well, then call me a trucker because I love my food the same way. Yeah, that's it, man. Um, I guess being in a band is kind of like being a trucker. And we go to the same places, same eateries, same gas ups, same everything. That's it. Sleep in the same parking lot. <laughs> Shower in the same weird showers. Yeah, truth. Uh, <laughs> so um, if we went to a Mexican restaurant, uh, we would, or, you know, get like authentic Mexican food or whatever, or whatever. It, we were in St. Pa- uh, it was St. Patrick's Day, and we were in the Poconos, and it was uh, the the place had an all you can eat corned beef and cabbage buffet. Yep, and like, and the guitarist got a cheese, was, got a hamburger, got a burger. So all these places, he would always like. Be like, oh, no, that's like too exotic for me. I'm going to get a hamburger. Permanis in Pittsburgh was the worst because the guy who was working there was only one guy working behind the counter. And he actually said, I will give you a free sandwich if you eat the pastrami sandwich, like what you're supposed to eat here. And he still didn't take it and got a got a hamburger. And so we're like all these amazing opportunities, like all these great experiences. And you got a burger. Right, but when I said it, I said it so mad that I left out the word "uh." So I just said, "You got burger," and it turned into a catchphrase. When you got burger, it means like you are being really lame, like you're being so boring. You're being so. Now it's like the the new version is people say you're being basic, like you're basic. Burger was the original basic. Yeah, so you got burger. Like you could have gotten um, an amazing permanti sandwich in Pittsburgh like for the, free because the gentleman offered it to you for free dollars. Yeah, it's like walking it. It's like going to Philly. Everyone else gets a cheesesteak and you get a cheeseburger. It's like you got burger, bro. Like that's terrible. So, so I think that's the meanest thing. It is pretty mean. You can say without cursing. Or using offensive stereotypes. If I got called burger, I'd be so tight. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to do something crazy immediately to yeah. reverse if it. If I ever say you got burger, Eric, that's... But that's you never, I never have to worry about that. No, no. Uh, another one I have is... Can I have multiple answers, Jones? Yeah, take several. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you're ugly and you can't read good, which comes from a great movie called uh, Blue Streak. Fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, if you've never seen it, it's the line is spoken by Mr. Dave Chappelle himself. <laughs> He said I was ugly and I can't read good. Oh, um, the best. And I say it all the time. And people who've never seen the movie think that I don't speak English well. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do it on purpose. Um, the other one is You Son of a Motherless Goat. Uh, I forgot what movie that's from. I think it's Three Amigos. But somebody <laughs> fact check me. Um, you smell like cold cuts, which I think also It's cuts. also from Blue Streak. Yeah, you smell like cold cuts. He, he, what he says is, and stop eating cold cuts. It's seeping. It's seeping at your pores, <laughs> man. Uh, so I, I have on multiple occasions I told people that- I can't believe you doubled up on Blue Streak. Yeah, you smell like cold cuts is one of my favorite insults. Um, and then I, I say this a lot, not on purpose, but it makes me sound like a teenage girl, but I say, you're, you're like not a good person. <laughs> I say that a lot. You people. do say that yeah. a lot. I was reading it and I'm like, I've never heard him say that, but you just said it. And I was like, oh my God, he does you're say like, that all the you're time. You're like not a good person right now. Uh, and then you're being a real jerk. Yeah. The word jerk is a great word and that's it. So those are mine for the day. I got a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to originally go with, uh, you're a silly goose. But I was told to not be offensive, and I think that's offensive to geese worldwide. Yeah, that is true. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one off the list. Also, uh, Terry got very mad at me because she had asked me this question before she sent it in, and I, that was the first one that came to mind was, "Oh, you're a silly goose." But then I realized I say that to her all the time. So in her mind, she equated that as that I'm always saying the most offensive thing to her <laughs> without cursing or using a stereotype. So uh, I'm switching it to uh, you're a real dunderhead. A dunderhead? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like if someone like miscounts their change at 7-Eleven to me, I'll be like, ah, you dunderhead. And then what, I'll, I'll walk out. What does dunder mean? Dunder? I don't know. Like dunder Mifflin? I don't know. It might be like a, you, I don't know. You got no brains or something like that. Okay. Okay. How about you, uh, Mr. Eric? I go with the uh, you're a real piece of work or you're a real class act. You say that to me <laughs> at least seven times a day. <laughs> I'm starting to realize something here, Eric. Also, um, I have a, a friend of mine, uh, Alana, whenever like we work at the bar together and whenever somebody's like being, being like a real jerk or whatever it may be, we go... You look, you see this yo-yo, and we yo-yo. call it yo-yo. I'm like, that's like, uh, and, and people always get like really offended. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, another, hey, is this yo-yo giving you a problem? Like, they'll be like, what? I well, you know, now that I'm thinking about like when one of our friends does or says something stupid or whatever, we'll be like, ah, oh, this guy. Yeah, like, this that's guy. a bit. Getting a this guy is not great. Getting a, oh, look at this guy is a good thing. <laughs> totally good thing. If you say, look at this guy, that's, I don't know, my voice just cracked. <laughs> thing. If you say, look at this guy, that's a compliment. So, I mean, look, we just gave a, you gave you a ton of ways to talk smack to people without being uh, potty mouth yeah. or racially insensitive. It's actually anything. way more creative. To way call, better. To tell someone they smell like cold cuts, like, just try it. <laughs> Go try it out at work tomorrow. It's going to hit harder than, like, a mother effer. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Dude, you smell like cold cuts. <laughs> yeah, you what? smell like S. Like, yeah. that's not that's not funny. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. cursing. Yeah. I'm really trying to pull back. <laughs> okay, so. You smell like shirt. <laughs> you smell like shirt. All right, so our next piece of feedback is from uh, our good friend and longtime listener, Charlie. And he actually sent in an audio recording. I'm so excited. I hope so these, it's like he I left hope these work well. <laughs> yeah, let's hope this works well. Hold on. Let me get my settings right. Okay, here we go. I'm going to do this live. All right. Hey, fellas. This is Charlie, longtime listener, longtime fan. My question for this week. As we all know, a multitude of factors contributed to the Great Famine in Ireland, 1845 to 1849, ranging from the inescapable whims of nature to scandalously avoidable political machinations. If you were to single out just one factor as being particularly more devastating than the others, what would it be and why? Follow-up. What's your favorite potato-based dish? Fries? Mashed? Hash browns? You name it. Wow. I'll take the second one, but Jones All right, take so the it first It was definitely one. the political machinations. That was probably the, the worst. You think it was the political yeah. machinations? I yeah. don't know. I think the potato famine is <laughs> kind of a big deal, you know? What do you think, Jones? Their biggest problem was that they didn't have PlayStation. They didn't have PlayStation. They had no way to, to get their frustrations out. They weren't able to play a sweet round of Fortnite with their pals. <laughs> they didn't have the DFD podcast. To yeah. Really, yeah. You know. I think I actually got a concussion trying to comprehend that question. That was a great question. So <laughs> I just want to point out that Charlie has the most soothing voice in history. Oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> like, wouldn't you? I don't pay, say the word gorgeous often. I would pay. I would pay money to have Charlie like on an audio recording for like just like reading the encyclopedia so that I could go to sleep to it every night. It's so soothing. That was amazing. Do you guys ever wake up on Sunday mornings and you turn on the sports talk radio station and they're playing the 
like once a week for like a couple of hours, they have to put on educational programming. Are you guys aware of this? I didn't even know that was a yeah. thing. Every radio station has to do this, right? If you wake up on a Sunday morning and put on like Q104 or anything, they all have educational programming during that block. <laughs> we literally would have no, would not have known that. Yeah. That, that voice right there is the voice of every station. <laughs> it's awesome. It's phenomenal. It's like he's NPR got, times a million. He's got the best voice ever. So actually, so Charlie is like super, super duper smart, um, has like a PhD in philosophy. I really want to get him on the show. And I want to do a segment called Professor Charlie Teaches Us Stuff. And I really want uh, that to happen in the next like month or two. What do you guys think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. This I'm be kidding. I love, I love Charlie. I would love Charlie to come on the show. It would be amazing. I think he could ask us some serious, hardcore philosophy questions. Um, I feel like he would ask the questions and we would just all look at him like, <laughs> like hold, hold on, pause the recording. We got we to gotta take a semester. <laughs> and then we'll answer. We got to sign up for Phoenix online classes real quick and learn this. He's going to walk in here with a giant Scantron machine and be like, all right, you have five minutes. Jones is going to go to DeVry. We're like, dude, that's not going to help at all. Don't go to DeVry. Wrong type of school. I did four years at DeVry and I didn't learn a thing. So what's your favorite potato dish? Uh, I have to say my favorite potato dish is... I'm curious to know this about both of you. It's going to be either the French fries from Checkers... I love that answer more than you. I just cried. Do you see the tear? I'm so excited you just said that. Uh, the French fries from Checkers are one, and then the other is just uh, generically cheese fries. Or oh, getting fries from Nathan's and then dipping them into the cheese. Yeah, they have that banging cheese sauce. Yeah, that's mine. All right, Jonesy. Two words: potato croquette. Potato croquette. That's a good one. That's the best part of wedding day. God, you guys just chose. Some fantastic ones. Well, when I ever, can everyone agree that wedding dinners suck? Oh, I don't like, know about um, that. It I've depends where ones. you go, man. I've had some crazy good wedding dinners. No, well, the the cocktail hour food is always amazing. No, no, I've had some crazy good like wedding. Like you sit dinner. down yeah. and you get the Chateaubriand steak, and it. Oh, that, okay. So, my cousin Scott, when he got married, they had uh, lamb chops was an entree choice, oh, and it was go. so so good. That I actually got seconds. <laughs> wow, you got seconds at a wedding, bro! You tip the waiter early in the night. You get whatever you want, man. That's impressive. Hey, my man, you know, I can get some more lamb chops. He's like, bro, I got you. So, <laughs> technically, you got dinner for dessert. Sure did. Always do. <laughs> you always do. I don't need a Viennese hour. Just give me double <laughs> lamb chops. Double <laughs> lamb chops, baby. Um. So yeah, you guys made some great potato choices there. I'm gonna go with a tried and true, a regular baked potato. With sour cream and some chives. That you can't go wrong. To me, I, you can't beat a classic. I love the ones you guys mentioned too, but I got to go with something different. And to me, that's skin on. I'm skin not one of these the weirdos skin. that eats outside, you know, digs it out of the skin. You got to eat the skin. The skin's got all the flavor. Well, all the nutrients are at. Yeah. Uh, the, back in the day, that was probably the only like grown up thing I ate as like a 14 year old. And it's because they had it at Wendy's. And it was great. You get the baked, but you get the loaded baked. I forgot what they call. That's called. why I love chives on mine. It all stems from Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy's was a good time. Uh, that's pretty awesome, Charlie. Awesome. Thank you so much for for being our first ever audio question on Ask Us Anything. Yeah, dude, that was totally cool. That we're was trailblazing. Yeah, you just, tra- just blazed the trail. I'm excited. That's our first daily double. 
That's awesome. A video daily double. I can't get over how how smooth and silky his voice is. Yeah, it's it's delicious. It's like Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos's voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're gonna revolutionize. We're gonna revolution. Blood. Blood. We don't know nearly enough about her to make the joke <laughs> funny. So it's, we're gonna revolutionize blood. Um, all right. Uh, all right. So the next question comes from uh, Derek who is another uh, great friend of ours. All right. This one is a little tricky, and I'm going to give it to Eric because I don't know how to answer it. Uh, You're stuck on a deserted... uh, Let's start that (laughs) over. You're stuck on a desert island, and you you can pick one of these Sesame Street characters to come on this island with you. Who are you picking and why? Uh, I would probably pick... (sighs) Oh... I mean, you can't go. This is any any Sesame Street character, correct? Yeah, and he doesn't specify that they have to be a puppet, so it could be like one of the regular humans too. Problem is, I don't know any of the humans' names. Yeah, me either. I, but I would probably pick Snuffleupagus just because he's super cool and chill. Yeah, keep he's, you happy. Yeah, he's always like just hanging out, man. He's always there for you. Nice. You can't pick Oscar the Grouch. No, because he's going to complain about everything. Oh, for sure. Big Bird's too happy. Yeah. The Count's always trying to teach you stuff. I don't want to learn. Elmo's got the most annoying voice in the world. Yeah, he does. I think Abby is like the new like chick Elmo. Yeah, she's all right. She stinks too. I I just made up my mind. I know who I'm going to bring. Bert and Ernie? Dude, what are you trying to say? No, I know <laughs> I know who I'm bringing. <laughs> I know who I'm bringing. Let's hear it. Big Bird. Why? He's too happy, man. Because he's a huge bird and I could kill him and eat him and have chicken for like days. And then what? Bones? I don't know. <laughs> to use to make a shelter? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Shelter from big bird's bones? <laughs> Just plant, plant them and grow new birds? Is, is that how, how it works? works? I think so. I, mean, I don't know how farming works. <laughs> it's like seeds, yeah. I live in an urban area. <laughs> I don't know how farming <laughs> works. <laughs> I mean, if you had to live inside of a, a Muppet, I guess that's the biggest one, right? No, nah, snuff. Yeah. Snuffleupagus is bigger than Big Bird. But I feel like he wouldn't taste good. That's why I picked Mammoth. That's like the most rare of delicacies, man. You can't get that's that true. anywhere. That's true. You get some tusk out of there, too. Some ivory. <laughs> yeah. Get some you tusk. sell that, bro, you're off the island. Yeah. I don't, you could sell it to the count. He'll take it. Nah, people sniff that ivory out. They know. They know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> Uh, who would you bring, Jones? I feel <laughs> oh, like we t- totally ruined this this question. <laughs> no, this is uh, the, mine is super easy. It's definitely Gonzo. Gonzo, why? Gonzo has the the super Gonzo alter alter identity. Dude, he's a Muppet baby. Yeah, wrong. Isn't that the wrong? No, show? Gonzo's on on. No, Sesame he's Street. not. Yeah, he is. He's, no, he's definitely not. on Sesame Street. No, no he's way, not. bro. He's on Muppet Babies. Gonzo, uh, the Fonzie, Fozzie. <laughs> The Fonzie. The Fonzie. Hey, yo, I'm the Fonzie. Waka waka. That's like the, that, the Italian like hitman from Sopranos, Rufio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, so it was Fozzie. Fozzie, Kermit. Animal. An- Miss uh, Piggy. Yeah. Beaker. Beaker's the best. Swedish chef. Dirty, dirty, dirty. <laughs> that guy's the best. I'd probably bring him just for endless entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> He would make. He's a chef. But now we just totally switched shows. Yeah, you got you got to pick someone from Sesame Street. You Gon- cheated. Gonzo's on Sesame Street. I he's promise you, dude. Super Gonzo was on Sesame Street, and he would fly me away from that island and bring me back to civilization. <laughs> he's really not right. 
Am I, I crazy? Know. He I can't be know. on. How can he be on the Muppets? First and off, Street? I'm so far removed from Sesame Street that I have no idea. I am too. My, You're my, lucky I knew the amount of characters I knew. Yeah, my daughter doesn't really watch it, so. I don't know. The other one I'd go with would be Kermit the Frog because he's got that reporter, the street reporter character. Oh my God. Jones, you're on the wrong friggin' show. They're all on Sesame Street. Oh the God. Muppet Babies are, are not on Sesame Street. Kermit the Frog is on Sesame Street, I promise. <sighs> Guy Smiley goes to him all the time and he's like, all right, now the reporting frog on the street. And then Kermit's like, hi, I'm Kermit the Frog. And then. I can't wait till he gets fact checked by by Dorney next week. <laughs> yeah. But they by have our, by, by our fact checker. But the reporter Kermit would have a, a the police the the reporting helicopter, and then we would fly away from the island. All right, I'm just gonna move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually getting mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jones, you smell like cold cuts. Oh, no. <laughs> oh Jesus, you're a real piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, oh, we have another call. We have another dial in. What do we call these call ins? No, another, we'll call them voicemails. We got another voicemail. This one is from another person named Charles. Live question? I don't know. What would you call these? I just, let's call them voicemails. Voicemails. Yeah. Voicemails, so we, yeah. We, we got a voicemail from Chuck. Uh, not the same Charlie that we just heard, but both named Charles. Um, <laughs> that's kind of how it works sometimes. <laughs> Two people can have the same name. It's crazy. This world we live in, man. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. All right, here we go. This is from Chuck. Hey, what's going on, guys? Chuck Mott. You may remember me from your friendships. <laughs> uh, just calling in for the Ask Us Anything segment. I just want to know if there's any movies out there that you haven't seen that people are just blown away by the fact that you haven't seen it. For instance, I've never seen Scarface, and for some reason, everybody's mind so blown that I haven't seen that. Say hello to my little friend. I have no time for that noise. So uh, let me know. Thanks. All right, I love that he did say hello to my little friend in Schwarzenegger's voice. That was it. Just that, shows how little that he's... was terrific. Um, unfortunately, I'm the guy that always looks down on people for not having seen movies. Yeah. I've never been the opposite on that. So yeah. maybe one of you guys has. Oh yeah, I have like a whole <laughs> plethora of movies I've never seen. I'll st- they're all kids' movies. So, because I had a very deprived childhood, apparently. I've never seen Bambi. I've never seen Dumbo. I've never seen The Lion King. I've never seen. Okay, okay. you've never the little, seen The Lion King? Never. I've never see, I'm se- doing it right now. Really? Yeah, exactly. I, I see you looking down on me right now, like literally. Like Bambi and Dumbo, like whatever. I've okay? Never, I'm not done. I've never seen The Little Mermaid. Oh my God. Um, I quit. <laughs> Eric just quit. Uh, all right, so Lion King. I only know what happens because of pop culture. I know that like uh, the the little lion's dad dies, but I think that happens in literally every Disney movie. But I've never seen him, so that's that's me. Eric quit the show. He's not talking. He put his mic down and has moved on with his life. Jones, how about you? I have a couple. Um, never seen uh, Godfather three, two, or one. I like how you did it in reverse order. Okay, uh, I've never seen. Um, if you pick like virtually any '80s teen movie, I've never seen it. Teen Wolf? Uh, no, Teen Wolf. I saw Back to the Future. Back to the Future. I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> you want to backtrack and uh, restate your. Uh, no, but those aren't teen movies. Like I'm talking like uh, like all the John Hughes movies. I've never seen a single one. Oh, like uh, Bre- Breakfast Club. Yeah, like those. I've never seen. I've never seen uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I've never seen um, that one. Stings. 
Eric, you, that you, might, all, you all sting. That one stings more I'm t- than I'm questioning Lion King. friendships right now, like not just show. Jesus, man, I'm just. Oh Christ, I'm I, nauseous. I, uh, man, I need to drink my LaCroix. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to cool off a hot temper like a LaCroix. <laughs> How so I you've be never mad? seen Ferris Ferris Bueller's Day Off? That's a big one. That's crazy. Yeah, never saw that. The John uh-huh. Hughes ones are crazy. Do you ever hear the theory that Ferris Bueller is a is a psychopath? Watch it again and watch it again. Like, I've watched the movie too many times. I don't need to watch it again. I can't believe you called. You said the little lion and not just Simba. Oh, I'm Simba. so frustrated I, right now. I've you. watched The Lion Guard, the TV show on Disney Junior. If, if you wanted to watch Lion King or Dumbo right now, I would sit there and watch both of them. Lion King is the, the poo. It's good. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Lion King is fantastic. Are you more mad at me about Lion King than mm-hmm. you are with him about One Ferris Bueller? One million percent. Yeah. That's fair, I guess. Whatever. Because I don't love Ferris Bueller like I love Lion King. Okay. All right. You want to read the next question? Uh, I guess so. Just, I'm sorry. This one comes from sorry, a. Uh, this one love comes you. from a longtime listener and a very grumpy dude right now. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a serious issue, and now I feel even weirder asking about it. So I'm addicted to Investigation Discovery Channel, and I can't stop watching it. Uh, what can I do to wean myself off of that? Oh, man. So Investigation Discovery is the most addicting show uh, channel ever. It's it's wrecking my life. I'm not sleeping. It's crazy. They have this trick with the episodes where they start the next episode like instantly after the end of the the previous one. So you're kind of not sure if it's still the same episode. So you watch the first two minutes and you're like, well, now I got to see how it ends. And you end up watching the ID channel for like eight hours straight and like, like kill your entire weekend like forget to bathe it gets bad it's so good though so i'll say this eric i went down that rabbit hole i i probably had like a good five six month stretch where all i watched was that all day every day and it was it was like scary um how do you wean yourself off it i honestly i think you just have to go through the life cycle man you just gotta that's what i figured which i'm fine with because i love it so much i'll just i'll see you in four months is all i'm saying i'm just falling behind on all my other tv show obligations and i don't care about them what you learn after six (laughs) months once you make it to the end of this journey you realize that it's always the husband fyi (laughs) the husband is always the killer 87 percent of the time yeah most almost always yeah See, I'm in the, I'm in this loop right now where I'm watching the Food Network all the time. I I just left that loop yeah. and started the ID loop, and it's scary because it's Bo- like both wanna... channels have shows called Chopped. Yes, Chopped yeah. was what I was I was hooked on. I would watch marathons that ran for like seventy two hours. Yeah, so there you go. Like I can't stop because uh, then I'll actually go and cook stuff, and it comes out great, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like I learned it all from the Food Network. Like I, go- I hope you don't have the same reaction when you watch murder channels. Yeah, so um. <laughs> Mike Penna had a question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Let me, so. let me read this one. Uh, <laughs> Mike Penna asks, when will Eric serenade everyone with his ukulele during the show? I will definitely do that. I will plan a evening. We'll get some candles, and I will, I will play a song. We could do a whole setup. We have, like, legit music equipment. We can make this happen. We need, we're musicians. <laughs> That's true. We got the stuff. We got the goods. We got the goods. Awesome. I would love to do a live DFD show. We I could want, just do one. That'd be we fun, should man. get a bar, like rent out a back yes, of a bar. Yeah, sell sell tickets for like whatever ten bucks. Yeah, ten dollar tickets. Maybe comes with the 
with a drink. I don't know yeah. with a drink ticket and put on a full on show do a live show. We'll get musicians to come in like yeah, in yeah, between yeah, totally. our banter um, to, to liven it up a little bit. I think that would be an absolute blast. And just to be able to get all our friends into the, and fans into the same room would be a blast. Yeah. And we could get a, um, maybe we could get like a synth wave band to come. Oh my God. That'd be awesome. Okay. All right. So we got another, uh, another voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. This one is from our good friend, Dan. Sweet. He actually had two questions. One audio, one, uh, through text. So his first one is audio. Here we go. Hey guys, Dan here. Fajitas are trash. Change my mind. (laughs) Wow. Well, Dan has the exact opposite voice of Charlie. (laughs) Um, so that is obviously not Dan's real voice. <laughs> I don't know what he used, but it's like one of those like internet translators. But so his his it's not really a question, but fajitas are trash. Changed my mind. I, I disagree with that statement. Me too. We all know how much Jones loves fajitas. <laughs> Chicken. I mean, we don't, we know. Nobody else really knows. Oh, because that happened off the air. Yeah, we we recorded it. It's sitting somewhere. But it never actually made it to the surface. We'll play it on air one day. One day. All right. So what it, what it was was we were doing a mic check, and I wasn't paying attention to what you guys were saying. You guys were going, talking about something. Talking about fajitas, calling yeah. fajitas fajitas. Yeah. And then someone said, hey, how do you feel about that, Jones? And I was like, Burn up. I picked my mic up, and I was like in, in a panic. And I was like, yeah, I like fajitas. Chicken? <laughs> chicken steak? <laughs> Pork what? <laughs> We've been doing the chicken, chicken? in our life every day. <laughs> I can't stop. I like, I like fajitas. Chicken! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think fajitas are amazing. I think uh, the, when you get like the, the combo, when you get like chicken, steak, and shrimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just—it's like fun. You get to make your each. You get to make one each at a time. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a bold statement right now. I think that fajitas, going to a table in the restaurant in a restaurant, cause more food envy than any other entree. It is a huge food envy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, because it's sizzling, it's smoking, it just creates so much. You're in a Smell it with a lady friend, and you guys ordered something stupid. You got burger. And all of a sudden, the table next to you, sizzling fajitas come out. Yeah. You've never had more food envy in your life. You're like, I would have been such a cooler dude if I would have ordered those fajitas. Yeah, why did I get the swordfish? <laughs> <laughs> no one gets swordfish. At, 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 they don't have swordfish no, at Chili's. Don't get it there, yeah. Or Applebee's. You pick your you pick your place with, with funny <laughs> stuff on the wall. Yeah. Your tchotchkes are flying. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, his next one is... Why do people our age sometimes just stop listening to music that they grew up with? It's a really good question. Um, I still love the music I grew up on. Yeah. And I'll kind of never break away from that. But I understand. I, I know people who don't. Yeah. People who like used to listen to punk or rap or whatever. And now just literally it's not a part of their life anymore. I don't understand it either. It's kind of. I guess growing up changes you or you have to now adapt to the situation you're in and maybe you feel it doesn't fit. Yeah. I think it, I don't think it, people make a conscious decision. Maybe some do. I, one of the coolest things about getting older, uh, there's a lot of bad things about getting older, but some good things is new music keeps coming out, but the old music doesn't go away. So you're, yeah. you're, 
options of songs to listen to is ever expanding. That's awesome. That's like the coolest thing ever. It is, I agree. You can listen agree. to the old stuff, listen to the new stuff. It's just a, a, a cornucopia of awesome. <laughs> yes. I think I have a real simple answer to that question. It comes down to one of two things. It's either you're tired of the thing that you've heard for a long time or you just found something you like better. Like in my case, right, I, I grew up listening to a lot of metal, right? But like it ran the gamut of like uh, like hair metal to death metal, you know? But it got to a point in my head where I was like, this is cheesy as hell, man. Like I can't listen to this all the time anymore. Punk was uh, like more real to me. Like there were lyrical themes that actually mattered. And I was like, oh, this is way cooler. I'll listen to this instead. But there are times when I go back and I'm like nostalgic about like hearing a Megadeth record or something. Like there are times when I'm like, oh, that was that was super cool. And I remember like when I first heard that when I was like in the eighth grade. Yeah, that's the best feeling. Yeah. It, it, it also, sometimes you, um, I just fell. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> if you heard the stutter in my voice, that was me. Um, okay. I think there's also sometimes where you'll stop listening to something, whether it's consciously or subconsciously for a really long time. And then it comes on like randomly or someone else is playing it and it re-sparks the love all over again. Yeah. Cause and nostalgia is the greatest emotional feeling you could have. It's the best. It's the best. So I don't know. I think, I think that one is unanswerable. That question. Why do people stop doing it? I don't know. Everyone probably has their own reasons. Yeah. All right, so uh, Mike Penna had a question for us, uh, which is, what is your spirit animal? All right, I'm going to tell a quick little story. I'm not into chakras and all this stuff, right? But somebody once gave me an amethyst crystal. And you know, you familiar with what that is? Kind of. Okay, so you, you're supposed to like wash it in moonlight. And that was my elbow on the table. I know you heard the sound and looked around. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so you're supposed to like uh you're supposed to cleanse it in moonlight and then dedicate it to a spirit animal okay. okay and the way this person helped me figure out my spirit animal was like by it's like a meditation ritual and like they ask you certain questions and it's um it was like with it, you know this animal's always been around you or, or whatever it is and mine ended up being a spider which is like the one thing i fear most in my life Okay. Yeah. So the reason is, and like what this person told me is the reason they've always been around me and I've always seen them since I was a kid is because that is my spirit animal and it's looking out for me. Okay. So that's nice. Just, yeah. So just, so your biggest fear is also your spirit animal. Yeah. The person was trying to convince me that it shouldn't be a fear because it's there for a reason. If that makes sense. I like it. So I guess because of that, I'm going to say my spirit animal is the spider. I like it. Mine's Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jonesy? Um, there's a little bit of a story behind mine. Uh, my old band was on tour in Texas, and we walked into a Walmart, and they were selling these sweet airbrush T-shirts. And we were like, oh, like we're each going to get our own spirit animal T-shirt, and we're going to wear them for the rest of the tour. And we washed them from time to time. Not often. No, you, but no, you didn't. No, we, they got washed a couple of times, but not as much as they should have. And uh, the drummer got like a like an orange fox. The guitar player got some kind of wolf. There was like a white wolf. Our singer got a tiger, and then I got an eagle. So mine was an eagle. That's pretty ba. That's, that is awesome. Still have that shirt. I love that shirt. 
cool airbrushed eagle. Ah, airbrushed anything. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> yeah, nice little question, <laughs> Big Bird. <laughs> oh, I want to sticking to it too. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this one from Mike Arnone to you, Jones. Okay. It's 1984. You just got a Nintendo. What game are you playing? Uh, the answer is none. <laughs> Nintendo didn't come out until late 85 <laughs> in the United States. I want to modify this question a little bit because that, that's a little restrictive because then it means that like, I, it would have to be like the first run of games on Nintendo. Like, Let's switch this to like 1989 so we can have like the run of... Just first of all, it's way better because in 84, we were uh, three, Pop was two. Yeah. yeah. So we weren't really doing much. We that's sucked. True. We sucked. Like yeah, eighty nine though, totally different story. We're balling out. Yeah, yeah, making money, making like mad money. Yeah, yeah, like slinging the the rock, slinging that, slinging that nose, Alaska, bro. (laughs) Smack. We were doing. There was a lot of smack dealing going on. Crank. Remember that whole crank Crank, era? That was the crank era. Yeah. So all right. So it's nineteen (laughs) eighty nine. We got mad loot. Yeah. Balling uh, out of control. We're like we're balling like crazy. Remember that time where you had that um, the Cadillac with the Nintendo <laughs> built into the dashboard? It was yeah. I remember uh, was that. Was that eighty nine or ninety? That might have been ninety. Oh, it was ninety, but it's, it's close enough. It was a sweet six four had uh, hydraulics. <laughs> yes, yeah. I couldn't reach the pedals, so I had one of you guys down below. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I was on gas. Eric was on brake. <laughs> you were on the steering wheel. <laughs> All right, so now it's 1989. <laughs> what, what game, game are you playing? playing? Uh, there's a real short list of a handful. It's going to be uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, The Guardian Legend, Karnov, uh, Double Dragon, River City Ransom. Th- that's what I'm going with right there. Did they make a Double Dragon 2? And if so, did they call it Quadruple Dragon? <laughs> <laughs> there was a Double Dragon 3. Yeah. Nice. And actually, the Double Dragon 2 was the really good one of the three. Yep. And the third one was like super gimmicky. They didn't call it Quadruple Dragon, though. <laughs> no. They missed an opportunity there. For they don't me, get humor. Yeah, no, no, no one That's does. That's why they make no video does. games and we make podcasts. Yes. That's it. Uh, mine was definitely Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and um, Friday the 13th, which Excuse was me. like the most frustrating thing in the world to me. You know, that's because like... Because I, I didn't know how to beat it. So I just played this game on an, on an infinite loop, never knowing how to beat Jason. I feel like Mike Tyson's punch out's another one that you can't win. I, one time in my life, though, I did beat it. You won Mike Tyson? I, I beat Mike Tyson. I won Mike Tyson. That's crazy. <laughs> I bet you if I played punch out right now, I would beat it in front of you guys. Mike Tyson? Yeah. You I, win the whole no thing. No way. Yeah, I, think I, I don't do believe right you. Now. You're going down at Super Macho, man. I don't want to hear any different. I yeah. bet you I can do it straight through. There's absolutely no way, and we will make this happen. Yeah. And we'll videotape it. We'll put it on the gram. Because also, there's no way that you're going to bite. You're not even. I agree. You're not making it past Super Macho Man. That's where you're, that's where you're going down. In recent years, Friday the 13th is regarded as one of the worst Nintendo games ever. I know. And I'm like, no, you guys don't understand how to play it. That game is great when you know the, the rules. So, well, I didn't. The day I got a Nintendo, I was allowed to pick one game with it. Yeah. And stupid me, that's the one I picked. So for a while, it was the only game I had. Yeah. And I had no idea how to play it. And I just played it. I yeah, could I, I could beat that in front of you. Oh, I've watched YouTube videos now. People beating it in like super quick, and I'm like, <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> Show off, jerks. I could do it now if I was able to like save in between Jasons. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember uh, if Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was awesome. Oh, great, on great game. It's it, awesome, but it's incredibly difficult. Very difficult. I remember loving it 
I'm kind of mixing up my memories. I don't know if I loved it on Nintendo or if I loved it in the arcade. Which, oh, the arcade one's a different one. Yeah, totally different. Yeah, I think I loved it. That was the Turtles in Time. Yeah, I think I liked the arcade one. For a Nintendo, I'd probably be playing. I played a lot of Excite Bike because that's one of those games you just like keep playing over. You could play it forever. It just got harder, and the courses got different colors. Yeah, yeah, and you can make your own courses. Yeah, Excite make your own great. courses was fun. Um, that was like the first. That was pretty innovative, actually. That you can yeah. make your own course. Um, Duck Hunt's fun with friends. Duck Hunt is a good like yeah. when you're hanging out. Like it, it, if you're like hanging out eating Doritos like with a bunch of your friends, like Duck Hunt's fun. But it's not a game you play by yourself. You still hang out with people and eat Doritos? No, but I really want us to do that. <laughs> Can you guys just come over and eat Doritos with I'm, me? I'm with that. Cool Ranch. Blue, blue Ritos, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool Ranch yeah. only. Um, did, did you guys know that they still make Nintendo games? No. Like, no. not commercially, but like there are people that actually make like homebrewed Nintendo games and they sell them. That's pretty awesome. And there's there's one that came out recently called Super Russian Roulette that's really, really popular right now. And pretty much what you do is you plug in the 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 zapper oh, and you hold wow. it to your head and you hit the button and the game decides whether you get killed or yeah, not. Yeah, that's crazy. That's strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, 8-bit games, uh, Stranger Things came out with an 8-bit video game Yes, for iPad and iPhone like maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago. I got so addicted to it. It was so much fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. It might have been Super Nintendo graphics. I'm not sure. It was either 8-bit or 16-bit. No, it was, it was that. Yeah. It was 8-bit. Yeah. Maybe it was 12-bit. Can you do 12-bit? <laughs> Split the difference. A little in between. A little in betweeny. If you add E to anything, it makes it sound funny. Like in betweeny. You know what I mean? Yucky. Like Eggy, Eggy, Yucky. Eggy Mickey Muffy. Like Egg McMuffin could be an Eggy Mickey Muffy. Just say, like, next time you go to McDonald's, just pull up to the drive-thru and be like, can I get two Eggy Mickey Muffies? And see how they respond. Biggie Mackies. You can say <laughs> anything worse with anything. Oh, I love it. All right. So we have le- one last question. Uh, it's another voicemail from our good friend, Ooh. Blank Man. All right. So going forward, if you would like to ask us a question through a voicemail, just um, do like a, a voice recording on your phone and just email it to us at dinnerfordessert at gmail.com or if you're lucky enough to have one of our phone numbers text it right to us yeah it's a lot i'm having a lot of fun doing this yeah, right yeah. so honestly if any of you want to ask questions that route do it yeah for sure all right this one is from blank man hello this is your friendly neighborhood blank man here asking you what do you consider your favorite version of the afterlife portrayed in movies that's my question thank you this is blank man signing off I love that, like, Mamma Mia's playing in the background. Yeah. Like, I don't know what Blank Man's doing right now, but that's amazing. Um, there was also one at the end of Charlie's where I think his wife was, like, yelling at him for like, something. Charlie, it was so faint. I told you to do the dishes. <laughs> uh, okay, so your favorite portrayal of the afterlife in a movie. Jones, you want to go first? Yeah. It's not a really good one, though. It, that Robin Williams movie, When Dreams May Come. Okay. What, what Dreams May Come. Like, part of that seems super cool. Like, it seems like this trippy, really weird-looking place. Okay. That's not bad. That's, like, a serious one. It was That was a really, like, visually stunning movie, actually. Yep. I also, I have a hard time thinking of any movies that really had a depiction of something good. Like, a, I can think of a lot of them that, like, take people to hell and all that, and I don't want to think about that. Um... 
It depends. It depends how fun hell is. Um, <laughs> hell could be a good time. I was going to... Mine's an obvious... There's only one answer, and I'm surprised that you didn't say it. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That's the only answer. Am I crazy? No. That's that's it. That's it. Like... By the way, did you see their video? They're making a part three? Yeah. Face the music or something like that? They put out a video saying they're doing it. Bill and Ted 3. I will be there opening Oh, night. I can't wait. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey has got to be my answer. Hands down. There's a... At the end of that movie, they have like this montage where they're playing God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Oh, it's so good. And they're showing all like the newspaper articles of like the Wild Stallions. <laughs> and there's one newspaper article that it happens so fast. Like if you blink, you'll miss it. It's the Grim Reaper, also known as Death, right? On the cover of a fashion magazine, like dressed in like a like a, a fashionable, very like light colored like summery outfit, and it just says "Death dresses for summer." So me and Pomp petitioned to change the band name to that for so long, <laughs> and no one else thought it was even decently good. No, so we got vetoed. But here's the thing: if we start a synthwave band, can we name it "Death dresses for summer"? At least a song. So then we tried to convince the band to name a song that, and they wouldn't. Then we turned it to Kevin Costner dresses for summer, and that was that was okay for a little while. But then we ended up changing that as well. The, yeah, well, I don't know why we changed it to Kevin Costner <laughs> no dresses idea. for summer, but um, it was probably a dumb joke that we don't remember <laughs> yeah. now. But it ended up being called the Orangeburg Reception. Yes. <laughs> so if you you can listen to that on Spotify, uh, that was originally called Death Dresses for Summer. Death Dresses for Summer is still incredibly funny. Me and Eric got vetoed though yeah super hard <laughs> yeah like yeah um all right so the next segment we have we'll just do this one really quick because we're i mean we're, this is a quick one yeah so things i hate eric go all right can't stand the left and right twix marketing campaign i think it's literally the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life it's really dumb and they are they're not stopping with it they keep going they really think they have commercials. A yeah. You know they're sitting in a boardroom right now like, we really got a winner on this one. We uh, got to ride this wave. Out of tune guys that have no idea what works. Tone definitely. Also, the, the Subway commercial with the DJ Sandwich techno song. I want to punch through my car radio every time this thing comes on. I luckily have never heard it. Okay, cool. You'll YouTube that commercial later. Awesome. Check it out. It sucks. Awesome. Do you hate anything, Jonesy? Not really. No, not this week. No. I love that. I love that he hates nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't. All right. So I don't hate much, but there's there's one thing I I, I really hate. It's that show Ghost Hunters on the Travel Channel. <laughs> yeah. I really hate it. So two things. One, I love like the travel esque parts of the Travel Channel, like when they go to like cool places, especially yeah. when there's like history ba- baked in. We all know I'm like a, a bit of a nerd, so so I love like history stuff. The History Channel's been ruined by porn stars. No, Pawn Star, sorry. Freudian Slip. Uh, Discovery Channel's like Wicked Tuna now. Um, and now even the Travel Channel's got stupid ghost hunters. They've ruined all the channels that I used to love with all these like, crappy reality shows. And the guy, Zach Baggins, who's the, the host of Ghost Hunters, is the cheesiest, lamest human being on the planet. And I hate him and I hate that show. Let it, dude. Let it flow through you, man. Ooh, I hate you, know what, you. you know what? There is something I hate. It's it's exactly related to that. It's it's a thing called channel drift. What's that? So it's this concept that, like, let's say we have this channel that starts out as like a really like pure concept. Like, let's say it's the History Channel, and all we do is show like historical clips and experts talking about historical events. But then they they start to realize like, oh, we can make more money if we start putting on counting cars. 
you know, or all those Pawn Star shows or the American Restoration guys. And those are maybe more entertaining shows, but they ver- have very little to do with history. I, I would argue they're not very entertaining and they're so corny. And like people who actually like history and science and all that stuff are like, we got nothing now. Yeah, so History Channel did, they drifted, but they do have the show Vikings, yeah. which is terrific. And a show Project Blue Book, which I've been watching, which is really good too. I'm okay with them doing like like scripted fiction. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. But I'm, don't get me I'm, wrong. I am bummed. It's, it's the reality shows that, that kill me. I am bummed they went away from that awesomeness that I used to love about that channel. Yeah. I used to actually learn stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, where a, do you learn stuff now? Reddit? There's like, a lot it. of so channels. Charlie. And, Char- and Charlie. Charlie teaches us stuff. But there's so many channels. Like, when I know that when, like, HDTV first came out and we were watching, like, things that we really liked that were on, like, very specific channels, that stuff is gone. Like, all gone. Yeah. Which, it bugs me, but... So channel drift, yeah. that's what we great, hate. yeah, yeah. And by the way, also a good synthwave song name. Yeah, channel drift. That's, that's, that's so good name for a synthwave band. Yeah, channel drift. Yeah, damn, we're so creative. But you have to add like a a, a date to like a year to it. Channel drift, nineteen eighty nine. Done. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, next is recommendations. Recommendations. All right, so all of us have this recommendation. Yeah. You should listen to the synthwave band named Time Cop 1983 for two reasons. One, they're awesome, and two, because we got their express <laughs> permission to play their music on the podcast. Yes, thank you so much. That happened in real life. So uh, for those who've been following us for a while, uh, we used to do this show back in the day uh, where we would play music all the time. Then we basically got in trouble for playing music without permission. <laughs> so we had to completely change the format of Dinner for Dessert to be 100% original content. So all the music you hear in the intro and the outro is all done by Mike Jones. It's all original content. So I went on a limb. I was feeling saucy a, a week ago, and I started emailing a couple of bands that we like. And I was like, hey, can we play your stuff on our podcast? And... Uh, Time Cop 1983, which is one of our favorite synthwave bands, wrote back and was like, absolutely, as long as his, his exact words were, as long as you... Uh, as long, he said, as long as I reserve the right to pull my music if the show is like racially insensitive or uh, politically insensitive, whatever it was. Yeah, it's basically don't be jerks on Don't be show. jerks and you can use my stuff. Yeah, and then he, he signed it with, you guys all smell like cold cuts. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Uh, and he like, knew that from the Netherlands, which is crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's from the Netherlands. He's Dutch. <laughs> so we never can make fun of Dutch people. No, ever. We never, never would. We never would. They're good people. That's where daddy's from. <laughs> That's where daddy's from. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, the other recommendation is to watch the HBO documentary, uh, The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. It's about Elizabeth Holmes and her company, Theranos, which was a complete sham of a of a of a company where she raised it like millions and millions of dollars the company was valued at eight billion dollars making her the youngest female billionaire in history and now it's worth zero because it changed the blood game forever yeah and for whatever reason she talks like this and it makes no sense whatsoever yeah it's not her real voice she's like a blonde girl from from like california and she talks like this 
So she she basically is doing like a Mike Jones impression, <laughs> and it's not working. Um, how about you, Jones? Do you have any recommendations on your side? I'd like to recommend the documentary I saw the other day that's on Amazon Prime, Prime Video. It's called The Perfect Bid. It's about a contestant who went on The Price is Right. You know that game show? Uh, come on down. <laughs> Nailed it. We pra- me and Eric practiced that before the show. <laughs> this guy, uh, he's a mathematics teacher, and he created these databases where he compared... I guess back in the day, he had realized that they put the same prizes up, not every week, but often enough, mm-hmm. where he could make a database of all of the products and prices and memorize as many of them as he could. And he would show up to the shows. that He, would, he was at like 30-something different tapings before they picked him to be on the show. And uh, he pretty much uh, guessed perfectly like a number of times. And they, they show clips from The Price is Right and Bob Barker's on it and Drew Carey's on it. And uh, it's pretty uh, pretty amazing. Did he revolutionize the game show? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's very similar to another uh, documentary I had watched where... Uh, do you remember the game show um, Press Your Luck? Whammy. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. So uh, apparently... <laughs> The whole point of that game show was that you would hit this big red button and it would stop these like a lighted board from moving around. But apparently that wasn't as random as you might guess. And there was a guy out there that figured out the pattern. So like normally like a person that would win a, an episode would win like. Well, yeah, it didn't go in like a clockwise or a counterclockwise motion. It was like. Yeah, it was all over. the. It place. was all over the place. But to you, it looked random. But to him, he figured out the pattern. Right, so like an average winner would win between like five and eight grand an episode. He took him for like a hundred and twenty grand. Fun right? fact: that was my favorite show when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I love that show because the the whammy animation across the screen when you landed on it was always different and it was perfect. I like that. I respect. Do you that. remember that show or no? No, no, I do. You guys talking about? Oh my goodness, that's a great game show. You're so they young say- and innocent. <laughs> Did they say whammy with like an H or no. they just said regular whammy? No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. And they'd slap the buzzer. And they would yell stop and it would be like. And if it didn't land on a prize or something, it would land on the on the whammy. And, be like, wah, wah. and it'd be a little animated cartoon of like a whammy walking out and like a whammy in like a superhero cape like coming down and like tackling him and knocking him off the screen. That's amazing. It was you, really this cool. This is the 80s? Or yeah. 90s? Yeah, it was like the early 80s, yeah. I've heard watch people it. say no whammy, no whammy, no whammy when like shooting dice. I used to watch it with my grandmother. It was my favorite, favorite show when I was a kid. That's pretty awesome. So those two documentaries are totally worth watching. I'll check that out. That's interesting to me. Yeah. And then, okay, in the news, uh, we'll do this one real fast. Uh, so MySpace erased 12 years of music. I didn't even know it was still like a thing. Yeah. That includes our band's music where we had actual like close to a million plays. We had a ton of plays. Remember, we were featured on MySpace's front page. Oh, I remember. It, it was, was cool. us. It was us taking back Sunday and Blink One Eighty Two. For yeah, whatever reason, my. they put Deciding Tonight up there, which was awesome. Uh, and so we one had of a, these things is not like the yeah, other. <laughs> yeah, like not famous. Um, but we had like close to a million plays, all gone. And now all's left is our Spotify, which has like three hundred plays because <laughs> Spotify didn't exist when we were a band. So yeah, that's like it's not unfortunate. Fair. It's not fair. So twelve years of musical history completely erased. That's forever. crazy. Isn't that like the weirdest thing too? Like I have a SoundCloud page that I never, ever, ever promoted ever, 
like never once. I got to even tell you guys or friends of mine that I have it. There are songs that I put up there, just wrote, recorded them, played them, put them up there that have thousands of plays. Oh, I made a playlist that I kind of just like DJed and, and crossfaded everything into of not my own songs of using like, you know, real songs. And it has like thousands of downloads on SoundCloud. It's, crazy. it's the only thing I have posted. You're probably going to get a cease and desist letter soon. It doesn't matter. I don't even know the, the login information. <laughs> no, let's screw them. <laughs> Couldn't take it down if I wanted to. All right. Um, so that's crazy stuff. Uh, Shit's Creek, which is a great show. Will <laughs> you cursed? Uh, that doesn't count. It's got a C in it and an extra T. Uh, Shit's Creek will be ending after its sixth season. It's in season five right now. Wow. Yeah. And the show Supernatural next year will be uh, its fifteenth season, and it will be the final season. Rest in peace, and peace. Rip in peace, man. There's another show that's coming out uh, at the end of next month. I think it's uh, it's going to end also. It's it's about chairs. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. You didn't get the joke. It's chomp. I didn't chair get fight. it until you said Game of Thrones. Chair fight. <laughs> chair fight. Chairfightxl.com. Oh, good stuff. And then uh in also in the news, uh, I guess people finally caught on to Florida being the craziest state ever. Uh there's a new game that you could play called the Florida Man Challenge. If you haven't done so yet, all you do is you type Florida Man and then put your birthday in it in in google and see what news story comes up so steve sent me this the other day he was so hyped he wanted us to do this so bad and, and we did them like the the problem now though is that the challenge has gotten so big that when you type this into google it just is news stories about the challenge yeah so it kind of killed it but if you did it before it got super hyped it was hilarious um so it this just reaffirms the fact that florida does have the craziest news that comes out of that <laughs> yes. place. I could tell you the one that I got because uh, I did it before the, the challenge became a big thing. Mine was a Florida man killed in standoff shot BB gun at deputies. <laughs> Makes yeah, it it's right. very Florida. That's very panhandle right there. Yeah. This took place actually in Orange County. So always good times. Florida, keep being you. Yeah, keep on keeping on. Um, okay, so that, that concludes our show tonight, guys. I think, are we going to end tonight's show with a Time Cop song? Yeah, we're allowed to. Since we're allowed to? Yeah, so the song we're going to play is going to be called River of Darkness. And it's like a top five synthwave favorite song of mine. Yeah. And I'm super excited for you guys to listen to it for those who haven't heard it. Yeah, so enjoy it. Um, So you know the deal. Follow us on Instagram. uh, Email us. Send us uh, voicemail questions. Yeah, use the if you have an iPhone, there's an app on your phone that's already on there. It's called Voice Memos. Just yeah. record a voice memo and, and then, then send it. Email it to us. Yeah, it's that simple. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for all that you do. And uh, yeah, here's a uh, Time Cop 1983 River of Darkness. Bye. Peace.
I slipped away